critical thinking. Not discussed much in most arenas, but it's something that we need. A discipline that should be coveted in the age of deception. Let's talk about it. Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. I thank you as always for joining us right here on Jacob Seed because, again, you could be doing anything else, anywhere else, but you chose to be right here with your boy, Yerma Yahoo. Listen, if you haven't already um, done it, um, I want you to go to Instagram right now and uh, follow us on Instagram at Jacob Seed 12 and also follow me, the host, Yerma Yahoo, at Yerma Yahoo 15. Um, there you can get links um, to all the things that we're doing, um, updates on episodes, um, also be in the know when we, when we drop new merchandise and all that good stuff. Uh, so follow us there on Instagram. Also, whatever um, podcast platform that you're listening to this on, please subscribe, review, share, like, uh, whatever it's asking you to do, please do it. Uh, and we thank you again for all the support that we're getting um, from here in the United States and everywhere abroad. So let's get into this critical thinking. It's not talked about a lot in most arenas, whether it's the professional arena or especially not in the religious arena, uh, because truth be told, most people want you to be robots or they want you to be um, dumb followers, people without a brain. But for us as Israel, we have to be able to think critically about the things that are going on around us, because if we can't think critically about things, we will, as James says, we will be driven to and fro like the wind, like waves. All right. We won't be stable if we believe every single report that we hear without solid evidence. So first of all, what is critical thinking? Critical thinking is the art of disciplined thinking that is clear, rational, open-minded, and informed by evidence. In other words, 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us to prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. And then 2 Timothy 2.15 would tell us, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I just I happened to um, come across a TED talk that was speaking about critical thinking. And I said, wow, I don't believe most people understand what critical thinking is, how it works and the importance of it, because the problem is a lot of us especially when we come into the truth or when we get a new job or if we're around people who we deem smarter than us, we just blindly follow and blindly walk into things without thinking about or trying to develop a coherent idea of what's going on around us and taking the information that's that is around us and filtering it through some form of truth. Our truth is Torah and filtering through that 
and coming out on the other side with an informed decision that will affect us in a positive manner. So I was reading this article. Let me pull it up real quick. Reading this article, um, and it's a video attached to it as well. Uh, you could, I'll put the link in the podcast notes below um, when you're reading the details or description or, or however it looks at looks like on the podcast. Um, the podcast website that you're on. So whether it's, I believe it's if it's iTunes, it'll say, um, or if it's Apple Podcast, it'll say details. If it's Google Podcasts, I believe it says details as well. Um, I don't know on the other ones. Um, but anywho, critical thinking. So what does it say about critical thinking? And then we're going to get into some scriptures about critical thinking because <clears throat> our Elohim would not want us to be dumb. He wants us to be a people, a wise people, a people of knowledge. All right. So that if we're not a people of knowledge, if we're not wise people, every time something happens in the media, every time something happens in the in the grand scheme of things in a worldwide scale, we'll be pulled to and fro uh, by different ideologies, um, by um, false prophets and all these other things that's telling us that, man, the world's going to end tomorrow or this is the end of the world. When we know that um, I see this a lot, especially in social media, but we know that all these things that are happening around us, whether wars, rumors of wars, um, diverse diseases and all these things, um, the um, the son of Elohim, Yahusha, has told us that this is just the beginning. This is not the end, but the beginning. So we have to we have to be good at having critical thinking, um, being able to think critically about the things that are going on around us in the world, also about things that are going on in our assemblies as well as our camps so that we can make informed decisions for both you personally and your family. All right. So let's get into this. So it's like five different steps or five different tips uh, to help you grow in your critical thinking. First of all, uh, when we talk about critical thinking, the first thing that we want to do is formulate our question. What is it? What's the issue or what's the problem that we're trying to solve? Um, for instance, um, uh, some may be more controversial than others, but in our community, um, there's the question, was Mary a virgin? All right. A virgin in the sense of uh, has not known a man. Now, that's a question in our community. Uh, does virgin just mean young woman or does it mean she has not known a man? Is Yahusha, the son of Elohim, is he God? It's another question that's in our community. Um, what else here? Is the law done away with? It's another question where we all agree that it's, it's not. But when we're having discussions about it with um, our Christian brothers and sisters, because that's where most of us, most of us come out of and most of our family is still in. Uh, that's a question that will arise. Um, who are the people of the book? Another question that will arise when you're talking to people who are outside of our faith. Um, so so you formulate your question. In other words, know what you're looking for. This isn't always as straightforward as it sounds, according to this article. For example, if you're deciding whether or not to try out the newest diet craze, 
Your reasons for doing so may be obscured by other factors, like claims that you will see results in just two weeks. But if you approach the situation with a clear view of what you're actually trying to accomplish by dieting, whether that's weight loss, better nutrition, or having more energy, that will equip you to sift through this information critically, find what you're looking for, and decide whether the new fad really suits your needs. And critical thinking obviously is not just for um, losing weight and the newest craze, but they're using this as an example because that's what most people get online to do to try to find a, you know um, five steps to beach abs and all this other stuff. But so they're using that as an example. But we can also use this for um, things of our faith and things for scripture. So what is your question? What are you trying to solve? What is the issue, the problem that you find in scripture? Where are you trying to go? Um, what 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 are you trying to accomplish when reading scripture? What are you trying to accomplish um, when we're going to our assemblies and going to our camps? What are the questions that you have? Everybody has questions. And I think when we come to this side, we're scared to ask questions because unfortunately we bring the same habits that we had in other past religions into the truth. And we become blind followers of camp leaders, of assembly leaders, of captains and of bishops and of mores and of pastors without asking critical questions. Beloved, if you do not understand something, ask the question. It may sound crazy to them, but it don't sound crazy to you because you probably never heard um, of the doctrine in which they're giving you. So if you don't understand, ask a question and just don't take their answer for truth. Study it, as Paul tells Timothy. Uh, prove it, as Paul tells uh, the people at Thessalonica. You can't just take anything at face value. I'm learning that now, and I've, that's the mistake that I made. When I was in Christianity, that I took everything at face value. Anything the pastor said, it had to be right. So even if I didn't understand it and it sound like it was a little bit off, I was like, well, he's he's been to seminary. He knows what he's talking about. I should just listen and just believe what he's and believe what he is saying. And a lot of times that that is what gets us in trouble. We don't ask critical questions and we don't study and we believe that it's wrong for us to correct our spiritual leaders. So let me show you something in the scriptures. So most people don't know about Apollos and his um, his interaction with Aquila and Priscilla. Right. So this is in Acts 18, starting at verse 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of Yah, and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of Yah, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom, when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them, which means they pulled him to the side and expounded unto him the way of Elohim more perfectly. So there were some holes in Apollos's preaching in his information that he was given. 
Aquila and Priscilla knew of a more perfect way because they knew of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit. They knew of Yahusha being the Christ, which at this point, Apollos did not know. But if you read further down in the scripture, apparently they gave him the gospel of the kingdom because he went from preaching the baptism of John to now preaching that Christ, that, that Yahusha is the Christ. And it says a lot of Jews believed. So it's not it's not foreign to correct the leaders of your camp or your assembly, because we see here how Aquila and Priscilla corrected Apollos when he was a little bit off. And we see that Apollos didn't take it personally. He wasn't in his feelings. He probably being an orator and it says that he was a mighty man of the scriptures more than likely, he gathered some information, asked some questions, and realized that, man, there is a more perfect way. So let me start preaching this. So there's two sides of the coin. As a lay person in the camp or the assembly, meaning you don't have an official position, it is our job to think critically, Right. It's also the leader's job to think critically, too, but specifically those who are sitting in the pews, sitting on the seats, sitting in the audience. It's our job to think critically. Don't take everything that you hear and run with it. Ask questions. And on the other side, for the leaders, when someone asks you a question, don't take it personally. Do not be in your feelings. Be open minded. Realize that, yes, either one, you could be wrong or two. There could be some holes in what you said and there's and you can clean it up and make it and, and bring a deeper meaning to it. All right. So, number one, we need to ask questions because the question that is not asked is a question that is not answered. All right. Number two, you need to gather your information. So after we've asked a question, we ought to gather our information. It says there's a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot of it out there talking about information. So having a clear idea of your question will help you determine what's relevant. If you're trying to decide on a diet to improve your nutrition, you may ask an expert for their advice or seek other people's testimonies. Information gathering helps you weigh different options, moving you closer to a decision that meets your goal. So again, this is not just about weight loss, which I know a lot of people listening to this podcast you may be trying. It's, it's I mean, it's that season. We're trying to lose weight. We're trying to look good and all that good stuff. And I'm not saying that's bad. You you if, if you are overweight, you might want to you want to lose weight. You want to be healthy. You want to be around for your family. You want to be around for your wife, your husband, your kids. Or you want to be around so you can be able to help your mother and your father um, in their old age as well. Your health, your bodily health is very important, just like our spiritual health is very important and neither one of those we can never be successful at we will never be successful at being um, healthy in our body or healthy in our spirit if we can't um, understand critical thinking and if we can't develop that skill of critical thinking because again um, if we can't be critical about the things that are around us when it pertains to our bodies we will allow anything to enter our body and we will become overweight and we will become sickly. Unfortunately, in our communities, in the so-called black community, that's what's happened. We don't ask what's in the food. 
We don't ask what we're drinking. We don't read labels. We don't study the effects of a lot of us in our community because, you know, a lot of us are we don't believe the law. A lot of us um, in our community. So we're still eating pork and we're still eating shellfish and all these crazy things, which the scriptures tell us not to do. And we do not study the effects they have on our on our cell tissues, on our heart, on our arteries, on our brain, um, on our blood. Um, and different things of that nature on our organs. And then all of a sudden we get all these sicknesses. We get we get heart disease. We get diabetes. Um, we get um, 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 all these other ailments that we have where we're morbidly obese and uh, we get gout and all these other things that just come about different cancers. And we wonder why a lot of reasons why is because of the things that we put in our mouth and we don't approach our bodies and food with the critical thinking that we should and that also translate in our spiritual what's true in the physical is true in the spiritual so a lot of people that we see that are unhealthy physically more than likely are unhealthy spiritually now obviously there are a lot of different body types so just because somebody's big doesn't mean that they're unhealthy and just because somebody's thin doesn't mean that they are healthy so we need to, that that's also another art of critical thinking and gathering information so the second part is gathering information so what does that mean so gathering information means that we need to gather information from all different corners right um, and this is where a lot of where a lot of us stop at critical thinking because we don't want to admit that maybe a sect of people who we disagree with may be right on something. All right. So, for instance, um, if you look in the political world, we never. So, for instance, when Obama was in office, right, everything the Democrats did seemed to be right because they were in control and everything the Republicans did seemed to be wrong. Now, flip Trump's in office, a Republican. Everything the Democrats seem to do is wrong because the Republicans are in control and everything that the Democrats do is right. Uh, and depending on which side you are on, if you're a Democrat or Republican, you're always going to see the other side is wrong or right. Right. But sometimes I know you don't want to hear it. Sometimes Trump is right and Obama was wrong. Sometimes Obama was right and Trump is wrong. But if you don't have critical thinking, you will always move in the crowd um, where most suits you best. And that's where Yahusha got in trouble. He wasn't a crowd pleaser, nor was, he's a, nor was he a crowd follower. He followed the truth. That's what he did because he is truth wrapped in flesh. He is the Torah wrapped in flesh. He perfectly fulfilled or perfectly walked out and worked out the Torah. All right. And a lot of his followers were not followers of the crowd, which is why their lives didn't end so great. Most of them were martyred, persecuted, murdered, boiled alive, um, crucified upside down. Different things happened because they did not follow the crowd. So, yes, we are in um, our faith tells us that the Torah is not done away with and that we should uphold the witness of Yeshua. But there are some things that you learned when you were in Christianity that are still true today. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm sure that's true with some of you who came from Judaism 
There's something you learned in that synagogue that's still true. There's something you learned in that mosque that's still true. All of it obviously is not true, but there's 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 one sermon, there's one scripture, there's um there's there's one proverb or something that you learned in those religions that is just it's true everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. It's true. It's universally true. All right. We have to be, do a better job at gathering information from everywhere so that we can sift the information and figure out what is true according to the scriptures and what is false according to the scriptures so that we can have a better informed reality about what's going on. Because a lot of us, what we do is we get on the street corners, we get online, we go to our jobs, we go to family reunions, and we just regurgitate stuff that has been told to us and that we have been given a script. And we're doing the same thing and following after the same bad habits that we had when we were where wherever we came from, whether it was the church, the mosque or the synagogue. All right. Or the temple, the shrine or wherever, whatever religion back religious background you came from. And we cannot do that. Now, what you've been taught so far, wherever you are, could be true, but you need to investigate it with a fine tooth comb. Because we got caught up in Christianity and all, well, at least I can say myself, I got caught up in Christianity because I did not investigate with a fine tooth comb. And I told myself I would never make that mistake again. And neither should you. Critical thinking is critical, pun intended, in the age of deception. Beloved, we are being deceived at every single turn. And remember, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. So among the sheep, there are wolves. Among the sheep, there are hirelings. Among the sheep, there are people whose goal is to turn us astray. Check this out. And I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination. And this is not even conspiracy theory. It's just seeing seeing the writings on the wall, studying something long enough to understand the patterns. If, check this out. At every single movement that dealt with the so-called African-Americans, there was always a government plant inside of that movement to slow it down, to destroy it or cause the people to go astray. It existed in the Talented Tenth with W.E.B. Du Bois. It existed with Booker T. Washington when he was in Tuskegee. It existed with George George Washington Carver uh, when he was also down in Alabama. It existed with uh, Malcolm X and uh, the Nation of Islam. It existed with Megar Evers, Martin Luther King, Ralph Abernathy, and the uh, nonviolent civil rights movements. It existed with uh, Dr. Huey Newton when it came to the Black Panthers. And you better believe it exists now with the Hebrew Israelite awakening. Don't think for a second that they're not watching and having plants in, in this movement and, and informing them of what's going on because they, that's what they do. It would be strange if they didn't do that. I would be shocked if there wasn't 
any plans in this movement, trying to deter us, trying to further um, deceive us and reporting back to whoever it may be to what's going on. All right. So we have to be able to we have to be good at gathering information. So um, if you don't want to gather information from different uh, from where you came from, hey, that's fine. We're in the awakening. Hey, gather information from this camp, gather information from that camp, gather information from this assembly, gather information from that assembly, um, cipher it through the scriptures. Look at look at YouTube videos, read, um, read, read sermons, read things online, do all your studying, go to the library, which a lot of us, we don't even know what that is, unfortunately. But yes, go to the library, pick up an encyclopedia, get some history books, do everything you can and get every source that you can before making a decision about something. If you don't understand things, ask questions. You can't gather good information without asking good questions all right so in critical thinking we must formulate our question we must gather our information third we must apply the information something you do by asking critical questions again this all is coming back to the questions we ask facing a decision ask yourself what concepts are at work what assumptions exist is my interpretation of the information logically sound? For example, in an email that promises you millions, you, could, you should consider, what is shaping my approach to this situation? Do I assume that the sender is telling the truth? Based on evidence, is it logical to assume I will win any money? So, when we're deciphering the scriptures or we're trying to um, and I know everything is um, everything is about the scriptures, but I understand that we live lives as well. So critical thinking is not just for scriptures, beloved. When you're starting that new business, you need critical thinking. When you're in school, you need critical thinking. When trying to lose weight, you need critical thinking. Um, when when getting into a new relationship. Oh, that's a big one. You need critical thinking because if you don't have critical thinking and starting a new business, that business will fail and you'll be stuck with taxes. You'll be stuck paying fees for a business that no longer exists. If you don't use critical thinking, trying to lose weight, you'll be taking supplements and eating things that will will not help you. It will it, it will do the opposite for you. If you don't use critical thinking in school, your grades won't be all that good and you will, or you will leave with a degree not even understanding what you just learned. And especially if you don't use critical thinking when you enter into a new relationship, you will not see any of the red flags that your friends are telling you that exist and you will find yourself stuck in a situation now because you married the person or you now you engaged the person or whatever it may be and you can't get out of it. Or you're just in a real bad situation. I don't want that for anybody. And in order for us to avoid those things, we have to learn the art of critical thinking. One, when, when applying the information, what assumptions exist about that thing? All right. What's out there? What are people saying about it? Is my interpretation of the information information logically sound? Could I be off? Could my interpretation be off? 
That has to be a question we must ask. Um, one thing I learned um, watching. Ah, I forgot what I was watching, actually. Um, it's this movie called The Double. So it's about like this 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 Russian assassin um, that they that they've lured out and they're trying to find him um, and come to find out that that he was lured out by another Russian assassin who is who is a FBI mole and the original Russian assassin is like a CIA mole or whatever. Uh, but anyway, his whole thing, his friend, he he was trying to figure out who is the assassin because no one knows up to this point in the movie. And his friend, who's an FBI analyst, said. You have to maybe assume that your interpretation could be wrong. So develop a chart. And beloved, this is the stuff we have to do when we study, right? A lot of us don't know how to study. Maybe I need to do a podcast on how to study something as well. So we need to assume, for instance, um, if we're talking about whether or not, um, whether or not Mary was a virgin, meaning she had not known a man. We need to have a chart saying Mary did not know a man. Mary was a virgin sexually and put that on a chart. This is true on one side. And on the other side, we need to put Mary was not a virgin. She knew a man. It is false. So now you need you need to be able to prove both sides and one side, you're going to be able to prove without a shadow of a doubt through the scriptures. And the other side is going to have a lot of holes. We have to we we have to do that kind of critical thinking and studying in order to get to the truth. We can't come into the truth and just start to fall for any doctrine that's fed for us, just like we did before we came into the truth. What's the point? We're starting back all over again, these bad habits that we've had before. And a lot of us are taken by scams as well, just as this is talking about. So there you get a lot of scam email, spam email talking about click this button and win all this money. Or, you know, this this Nigerian prince is telling you to send him fifteen hundred dollars and he'll send you back two thousand dollars and all this other foolishness. You have to say, what are the assumptions? What what assumptions out there exist about about this certain topic? Is my interpretation of the information logically sound and do I? And, and what are my assumptions? What do I assume about these things? And obviously we know that a lot of things in the scriptures we cannot trace with logic because the, because the most high thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Um, there's some things that you can't just decipher um, with man-made logic, I should say. Um, whether it's who the people are or all the supernatural things that we that will be happening happening during the end times and during the times now that should be happening. Like you, you can't explain uh, people being raised from the dead. You can't explain some being someone being touched and being instantly healed. You can't explain how when they were having that um, when that battle was going on around Elisha's bones and and soldiers would fall on his bones dead, but his bones would bring them back to life. Like you can't you can't you can't fathom whirlwinds and uh, chariots and all these other things. Some things are just the, you have to have faith. There's an element of logic and then there's a huge element of faith. You just have to believe in some things, but you don't have to blindly believe whatever your leaders tell you. But we do have to believe the things in Scripture. So we've asked the question. We've gathered the information. We have applied the information. Now we need to consider the implications. So imagine it's election time, it says. 
and you've selected a political candidate based on their promise to make it cheaper for drivers to fill up on gas. And that's a promise they all say, right? At first glance, that seems great. But what about the long-term environmental effects? If gasoline use is less restricted by cost, this could also cause a huge surge in air pollution and an unintended consequence that's important to think about. So when we do critical thinking, we must ask the questions, we must consider the information, apply the information, then we must consider the implications. If this thing is true, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for my family? What does this mean for the world universal? So one example for me is when me and my me and my wife, we were studying the scriptures and we came across a scripture in John, I believe also in Proverbs, where it pretty much talks about how the most high does not hear the prayers of sinners. And we learn that sin is a transgression of the law. Uh, one the one in Proverbs literally says those who turn a blind ear, those who turn a deaf ear to the law, their prayers are an abomination to the most high. All right. And then John talks about how we know that the prayers of sinners don't get to the most high. So we had to say, man, is this true? We had to formulate our question. Is this true? How is this true? Why were we never told this? We have to gather our information. So we're gathering all different kinds of sources from everywhere. This camp, that camp, this assembly, that assembly. Uh, then we had to apply the information. You know, what's the assumption out there? The assumption out there is that, you know, God hears everybody's prayers. Um, and is our interpretation false? Is it logically sound? And of course, it was not um, because he does not hear everybody's prayers. He only hears those of the prayers who follow Torah. And then we have to consider the implications. So the implications are if he only fall, if 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 the most high only hears the prayers of those who follow Torah. The majority of people who pray to the most high, they're praying to him, but he ain't listening. But here's the strange thing. Some of their prayers are getting answered. So the question isn't who are they praying to? The question is who's answering their prayers? And then we learn that Satan has taken Yahusha to a mountain and showed him all these things and said, I can give all these things to you if you bow down and worship me. And we learn that he's a liar and deceiver of the world. And we learn that he can give gifts too. So the implications become, man, if you don't follow Torah, if you don't believe in the son of the most high, your prayers are not being heard. He's not answering them, but somebody's hearing them and somebody's answering them. And that's a scary thing. Know that your prayers ain't being answered by the most high, but it's being but it's being answered by Satan. That's crazy, right? So those are the implications. OK, if this is true. I've asked my question. I've gathered my information. I've applied the information. Now, if all this stuff is true, what does it mean? And how do I structure my life around what I've just learned? All right. And for the last one, explore other points of view. We always have to do this. We always have to do this because the Bible talks about how we should always be ready for action. We should always be ready to um, to give an account of our faith to be able to defend our faith. In Christianity, they call it apologetics, meaning defending the faith. So if we don't know the other points of views out there, it's not that we're trying to study them, to, to, to participate in them and to acknowledge their truth because we know they're wrong. But we have to know what the world is thinking 
so that we can combat those lies with the scriptures. If you don't know the lie, how will you be able to pull your brothers and sisters out of the lie? So I had this long conversation, um, not even really long, but I, from time to time, I have different conversations with um, um, friends and family about just things about Christianity. And I'm telling them, you know, the, the, the X, Y, Z is just wrong. What we've been taught is just flat out wrong. And they say, no, because X, Y, Z. And then they give me all these encyclopedia stuff and all this stuff from from commentaries. And I remind them, I'm like, yo, I know all of that. I used to be a youth pastor. I used to be an assistant pastor. Um, I went to school at, 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 at I, I believe, the, the largest Christian university um, in the world, at least in the United States, in Liberty University. And I've learned that I knew. So so growing up in a Pentecostal church, I learned the liberal view of things and the charismatic views of things. And then when I was 13, my mom moved to a Baptist church. So now I learned the more conservative view of things. And then as I got older, me and my wife joined a uh, a Presbyterian uh, style church. So then I learned the white evangelical reformed former things. So I've seen it all different. I've, I've seen the views, the Christian view in any way. Um, However you can slice it, I've eaten it. All right. However you can deliver it to me, I've already it's already been sent to my front porch. I know it in and out. So there's nothing that you can tell me that I've not already heard. And because of that, I can I can with 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 grace, because I understand that I was once in their shoes as well. I can pivot and I can. Um, maneuver in a way to where I can guide, try to guide them to the truth the best way um, that I know how, right? Because I, I know what they're going to say before they say it. Because the same stuff I used to say when I had conversations with my cousins who were in the truth, trying to get me in the truth. And I was like, no, you're crazy because X, Y, Z. I know what scriptures are going to go to because the same scriptures I went to. And I have to remind them like, yo, do you not remember that I used to be in Christianity? 33 years of my life. Do you not remember that I used to hold pastor positions? Do you not remember that I was taught at a Christian school? Do you not remember all these different things? You know, um, so we have to explore other points of view. It says, ask yourself why so many people are drawn to the policies of the opposing political candidates. So they're using um, uh, politics as an example. Even if you disagree with everything that candidate says, Exploring the full spectrum of viewpoints might explain why some might explain why some policies that don't seem valid to you appeal to others. This will allow you to explore alternatives, evaluate your own choices and ultimately help you make more informed decisions. The five step process is just one tool and it certainly won't eradicate the difficult decisions from our lives but it can help us increase the number of positive choices we make. Critical thinking can give us the tools to sift through a sea of information and find what we're looking for. And if enough of us use it, it has the power to make the world a more reasonable place. So the last thing they're talking about is exploring other point of views, because just like I said, we need to know what other people thinking, what other people are saying. Um, just so that we can combat those lies and that and maybe that we can have a better understanding of their viewpoint so that we can understand where they're coming from so that we can guide them into the right direction. Um, let me. Let me read off some of these um, some of these scriptures 
that are dealing with reasoning, at least. So critical thinking, reasoning. Um, I am not sure exactly what version of the Bible um, they're they're reading, but uh, most of the stuff is coming out of the New Testament. So it's, it's not going to sound any different for the most part from the King James Version. So first Peter 315 says, but sanctify, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense, as I was saying before, to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence, gentleness and reverence, always be ready to give an account of the hope that is in you with gentleness and reverence. That's uh, first Peter 315. Acts 17, one through three. Now, when they had traveled, now, when they had traveled through Amphilius and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of Jews. And according to Paul's customs, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scripture. How can Paul reason with the Jews in the synagogues because he used to be one of the ones sitting in there he was a pharisee of pharisees so like i said about, about my christian friends and family he it was the same with him um with his with his uh his brothers and his sisters and his family that were still in the synagogue he already knew what they're going to say he knew what scriptures they're going to use and he all that because he was there so explaining and giving evidence that christ had to suffer and raise again from the dead and saying this yahushua I'm proclaiming to you is the Christ. That's Acts 17, 1 through 3. First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I used to speak as a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things, blindly following and believing anything without formulating questions, without gathering information, without applying that information, without considering the implications and without exploring other viewpoints is childless thinking. That's not the thinking of a grown person. So we have to get out of that. All right. We have to get out of that. Romans is the last one. Romans 2. 4 through 15, 14 through 15 for when Gentiles who did not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law to themselves in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts altering, um, alternately accusing or else defending them. So pretty much what that's saying is, uh, uh their people have a law within themselves. The lawgiver, Yahuwah, has has put in us and we, we know when we do wrong. All right. So that's that's reason. There's reason within us. And we know when something's wrong. We know when something's up. We know when something is off. And we have to use these tools of critical thinking in order to cipher through the information so that we can come out on the other side, a better person. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, I hope that you guys use this in your in your daily lives, whether it's the scriptures, whether it's building a business, um, whether it's uh, with weight loss, uh, whatever it may be, witnessing to your friends and your family, whatever it may be. We need to we need to be better or more skilled at the art of critical thinking. Thank you again for listening. And as always, seek truth, live it out, inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. 
Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobSeed12 or the host page at Yahoo 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember, seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yahoo 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.